listeners, welcome new listeners to Runkle Recaps, How I Met Your Podcast. We're on Season 6, Episode 21, Hopeless. And with me is the woman who I beat in a certain kind of race last night, Jen. <laughs> Hello, everyone. Well, we're back a little quicker than the last time we podcast, but yes. not, as, not, as, not as fast as we want to be. That being said, I actually kind of enjoyed this episode, mm-hmm. and I had it ranked 123, oh. which surprised me after I watched it. I thought I, I found myself laughing quite a bit at it, and found very little when I was looking for least favorite joke to yeah. choose from. Yeah, I really liked it, too. Good but one. this gives me hope with some of the episodes we have to cover that now we're typically going to be outside of the top 100, that some of them we can still enjoy. And Maybe the ranking is wrong. Or maybe just expectations low <laughs> makes the <laughs> back nice half a little nicer. Of the two. I don't really have any news to cover today. You have anything you want to mention before we get started, or should we just jump in? I should have something to mention because I had my you know my, my Echo Show in my office, and I glanced at it at one point today, and it said something about Josh Radner, but I <laughs> it like switched away before I got to see what it actually was. Well, I did mention in the last podcast that he's getting married, so I wonder if it had to maybe. do with that. But no, I don't really have anything else. All right, well, let's cover Hopeless. We start off in 1983 on Jerry's porch. We get a 2011 aged Jerry. Wait, sorry. It, it says Jerry's porch, but he leaves, so wouldn't that presumably be Loretta's porch? Good point. Yeah, it was probably Barney's porch. It's also a little inaccurate because we thought that the last time we saw him was the day of the... Now, this could have still been the same day as the Natural History Museum, but Barney did say the History Museum was the last time he saw him. So unless Loretta came and picked him up at the museum, that would have been a little confusing, too. Yeah, I was reading in the trivia that, yeah, the timeline's a bit messed up because that supposedly happened in 1981, and now this is supposed to be 1983. Oh, okay, there's another thing. Yeah, so I don't know if it was everybody misremembering or just the writers being a little sloppy. And so we get, you know, the Jerry, how he looks in 2011, just with a wig on. <laughs> They've done this with Loretta, too, where they just, right. the same actress with her, with a younger 80s looking wig on. And I almost wish they would just find a younger actor for it or an actress in these occasions. But yeah. I mean, yeah. and they have done that Small with Loretta quibble. before. But I did think it was funny just because, yeah, this is a one-off with John Lithgow. So the absurdity makes it funny. Well, Jerry's telling Barney this is the last time he's going to see him. His mom thinks he's a bad influence. And Barney mentions that he was supposed to take him to a a Zeppelin cover band. The night is going to be Led and Jerry, which I thought was a fun little play on Legendary. (laughs) It's cute. Jerry asks him what's a magician's best friend. Barney says a drunk audience. I feel like really the only reason... We get this is so that we know that Jerry's into magic, and that's where Barney probably got it, and also mm-hmm. to and do the whole back. button thing. And so Jerry pulls a, what would you call it, a pin or a button? Yeah, it's like you know, one of those buttons from the 80s. Yeah. Pulls it out of, oh, no, no, he pulls it out of his pocket, then pretends to put it in Barney's ear and says uh, that'll it'll stay inside of his brain. It's kind of a sweet moment. Yeah. So that he won't forget him. <laughs> Did you see what the pin said? No. <laughs> Legalize it fest 1983. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> With their pictures on it. And his last words are, never stop partying. <laughs> Which, that is certainly... The reason memorable. why he's not being allowed <laughs> to see his son anymore. For yep, one and I guess 
maybe Barney internalized this, and that's partially why he's acting the way he is. Yeah, and then narrator comes back in, and we get another flashback of the last time they saw each other at Jerry's house. Mm -hmm. Um, But then a few weeks later, Barney comes into Ted's apartment. He's angry at his dad. He says, we get a flashback. I, don't, I can't remember if we've talked about it before, but just, like, the absurd way he answers the phone sometimes. Barney Stinson. Barney Stinson. Yeah, so Barney gets a call from his dad in the flashback where his dad invites him to go fishing with him and JJ. I like Barney's response. Oh, hold on. Let me check my personality. Oh, no. Turns out I would never do that in a million years, <laughs> which is kind of true of Barney. Yeah. If sure. not polite. Yeah, and Jerry tries to explain himself a bit. Like, crazy Jerry, like, nobody can do that forever. You can't, like... I'm a different person now. I'm sorry. The party can't go on forever. I'm sure you're starting to realize that, right? You're 35. Um, Barney, end of flashbacks, is zero right. We're not getting too old for anything. I do. He th- thinks his father's anti-awesomatic. I did like Ted's response. I feel like we collectively learned the opposite lesson, like, at least once a year. Right. But Barney thinks crazy Jerry's still in there somewhere. He goes, but he's trapped under 20 years of lawnmower parties and carpool barbecues. <laughs> I mean, that's how we spend our weekends. Yeah. So Barney decides he's going to make Jerry realize that he's wrong about giving up on his old life by showing him the awesomest night of all time. And says that he needs some awesome friends to help him out with it, and then we get a whole bunch of misdirects about whether he's talking about them or not. Right, but... <laughs> I think what was a little bit different about this one is they all kind of smile like they're happy to be helping him with this, and then he just <laughs> doesn't go with them. <laughs> right. Like I said, a bunch of misdirects. Yeah. In fact, it goes back and forth a couple times. Yeah. We're at the bar. The whole gang's there. And Barney says he needs everything to be as awesome as possible tonight. Mm-hmm. Lily says, that's why you brought these guys as in the gang. And he says, no, that's why I brought these guys. He has... Index cards in his pocket. He's made out new identities for everyone. Improvements, if you will. <laughs> Not entirely new identities, but just some tweaks here and there. Marshall goes, bro, we are already four jiggity jamminous dudes and dudettes. This side. Okay, let's see the cards. <laughs> I like that. Yeah. Robin's going to be a professional scotch t- taster. Lily and Marshall are in an open marriage. So that Jerry can learn other lifestyles are just as fulfilling as monogamy. Uh, <laughs> Lily cheers as Marshall says gross. <laughs> Marshall's going to be a gin-swilling, womanizing playwright. And then Ted, just be yourself. Just kidding. There's a whole bunch of topics he gives him that he can't talk about, including Oscar Wilde, as Ted starts to talk about Oscar Wilde. And Robin's dating Ted. Robin's really upset about this. Oh, man, why? (laughs) Because he can't have single female friends lying around that Jerry's going to try and talk him into dating. Yeah, and I guess this is a little... Pin for later, too, towards the end. Lily also wants to be Meryl Streep in The Devil Wars Prada. <laughs> Dad, how good was that movie? <laughs> that is a good movie. It is a good movie. That's one of my annual rewatchables. I know it is. And it's so good, it, it was even covered on the podcast Rewatchables by Bill Simmons. <laughs> you mean one of the 300-plus episodes? There's a lot of rewatchable movies out there, Jen. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you just waste your time watching new movies. I don't understand any of this. I don't understand how you don't want to watch new movies. It's very confusing. So as Jerry comes in and he's being introduced to everybody, Barney says, wait, wait, Jerry, i got to tell you the truth. Guys, I'm going to tell them we're also a band. 
<laughs> and then we go into the gang playing the opus opening theme song from their apartment. I love I liked it. It, it made yeah. me happy. It was really good. I, I would like to see more of that. <laughs> Jerry starts out, time to cut loose. Who wants to split a beer? <laughs> <laughs> All right. So now we go into a number of club talk in New York City. We've referenced this in the past. And funny enough, because this is obviously taking off of who's on first. Mm-hmm. Jen and I watched the original Who's on First skit, a video of it on YouTube, with Abbott and Costello. And the interesting thing is we weren't even doing it anticipating this episode. Right. We just... Because of 30 Rock, when they were supposed to be doing it, but they did it so poorly. That's right. (laughs) And so I said, have you ever seen the original? Jen was pretty sure she had. But then I brought up the actual, like, black and white Mm -hmm. original. Yeah. Is there a way for us to cover this? You know, I didn't like this that much. I feel like the first time they did it with, like, Barney and James and the gang, like, was better. This one, it just didn't, it didn't pop for me. It went on for a while, but I I liked it. I liked how Jerry jumps in. I don't know, third base, right? Which is actually <laughs> from the Abner Costello routine. That's where it keeps ending up. Um, I like that as they go through all these... Marshall says, guys, just pick a club, okay? Ted says, not okay. Then they all go, okay is lame. Gay bar. Like, they all circle back to the same thing that keeps getting repeated. I I thought the rhythm of it was done really well. It might have gone on a little too long. You could have probably cut it in half. I did like that uh, Marshall knew it was pronounced LeMay. (laughs) Barney Um, declares it's hopeless, and then we cut to a club called Hopeless. All right. Barney thinks tonight's going to rock so hard. (laughs) Jared looks down. I might be allergic to this stamp. (laughs) And then Robin... Recognizes her secret crush there at the club. Lily. Mila Kunis? And then Robin takes us to a flashback that we haven't seen before. But as I mentioned last epi- the last time we podcast, that Nick was going to be in this episode. Mm-hmm. And the flashback is of her and Ted back when they were dating at a store. But we don't know Ted's in it yet. True. So at this point it's just Robin and this guy approaches her. Yeah, Nick approaches her, says he could use a woman's opinion. Is this working for him? And he holds his arms out. So you do think he's talking about the shirt here, right? That's I don't, true. They do a little switcheroo on us. But Robin says the only, the only good thing about how ugly that shirt is is that it distracts from how terrible it fits you. And <laughs> Nick says, I was trying on the pants. <laughs> I thought that was a funny twist, but yeah, they it was a MacGuffin because they totally like made him look like he was talking about the shirt. Right. Not important. Who cares? Then they start flirting back and forth, and then after uh, you know thirty seconds of that, Ted pops in. Although, wait, I want to back up. Something is confusing, and maybe you can explain this line. We're out of the flashback. Mm-hmm. Nick says, um, "Didn't you embarrass the hell out of me at a department store or at a, at a store?" And Robin says, "Oh, I'm sorry. You must have me confused with the shirt you were wearing that day." And the guy says, "I should be so lucky." What does that mean? That she was the shirt and on his body. I don't know. It's not good. Maybe, yeah. Yeah, something's it's, not. It, it's, it's bad rapport. Yeah. But then Ted pops in. He goes, hi, I'm Ted, Robin's boyfriend. Nice to meet you. And the guy just kind of goes away. <laughs> Ted, yeah, I'll meet one. <laughs> yeah, that was good. Now, is the question, like, is he doing this because Robin was so, like, anti them pretending to be together? Does he genuinely think he's rescuing her because this guy is cute, but Ted doesn't see it? Like, yeah, <laughs> what's they, the motivation? Yeah, they leave here? this very ambiguous. Right. 
And then he you know, leans fully in once he <laughs> gets called out by Robin a little bit later. Yeah, so I think it's probably the former that he doesn't think he's saving her, right? <laughs> he's just fucking with her. It does remind me of a friend's where Ross sees Rachel at the coffee bar, like, flirting with a guy, and Ross goes up and pretends that he's her blind date. <laughs> Thank you for saving me from a nice conversation with a... Very interesting <laughs> cute guy. Yep. But I do think it's probably because she was weird about them being boyfriend and girlfriend being cast sense. in this way. That's more likely. Even though he does claim the guy's a four, but I think, I think he doesn't really believe that. Yeah, probably not. All right. Barney thinks this place is great. Jerry thinks it's too loud. And Marshall, Marshall goes, and so bourgeois. Many of, pla- many, many of my plays are about the bourgeois. And <laughs> and, <Ali. laughs> and one rock opera, which is a cute little reference to his rock opera in Forgetting Sarah right. Marshall. I wish they would have actually made it the vampire one, though. Like, just for that. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> a little on the nose. Yeah. If they did. But if they're going to mention it all, I think maybe you're right. They should have mentioned that. Yeah, especially they already brought Mila Kunis into the episode. Oh, yeah, that's a good point. There's a lot going on with forgetting Sarah Marshall. Yeah. In this. Yeah, I wonder if that had just come out. What year was that? Uh, I don't want to pause to look. No, I feel like that was on your rewatchable list. It is. Oh, okay. See? But it, I don't check what year it is. I'm surprised you don't have it filtered by year. Surprise. <laughs> Marshall and Lily are fighting back and forth about whether he has a real job or not. They're still play fighting in front of Jerry. They're getting a little too into it. Marshall claims that he won a Tony. <laughs> Lily goes, I brought French cooking to America. Marshall, Which what? I didn't realize what that was. Did, did you pick up on that? It might have been a Meryl Streep reference to her playing Julia Childs. So it was, but in my head I was like, does she think that's what her magazine's about? Like... <laughs> But because she had already said she was Meryl Streep, it's more yeah, like Julia, but yeah, Julia. maybe Julia she's and Julia. is she getting confused about the Meryl Streep roles? Is that uh, I didn't go, or that she's just deep. going a little loose? Yeah, with the Meryl Streep thing, I think so. <laughs> like Marshall, what? <laughs> Barney wants to do shots. Jerry says he's got that early fishing trip with JJ in the morning. And Barney goes, don't you remember what you said to me when I was a kid? Never stop partying. <laughs> Jerry is just aghast. I said that. To a six-year-old? <laughs> <laughs> Barney's pretty mad about it. Like, okay, so you don't even remember the last thing you said to me? Yeah, he wants... Like, just go home. He expected to hang out with crazy Jerry, not stay-at-home Jerome. Which Tyler thought was a very funny line. Yeah, he did. Jerry says, fine, you want crazy Jerry? And then he does all the shots, four <laughs> shots back-to-back. And then everybody kind of, like, leans in yeah. to see what's going to happen. <laughs> yeah, like, he says, there, you got him. After he does the shots, and that's when everyone <laughs> leans in to see what's going to happen next. It might take a few minutes to kick in. <laughs> All right. So now Jerry's acting very drunk. Barney thinks it's awesome. Robin says, Barney, how is that awesome? And we get a shot of Jerry pulling some classic old man moves on the dance floor. Yeah, some very enthusiastic, like, air guitar. And then a little bit of Batus- Bat- the Batusi. Oh, is that what that was? Yeah, and... Barney's happy to be embarrassed by a dad, finally. Now, didn't this just happen to you at Tyler's dance <laughs> at the school a couple weeks ago? Yes, I um, was helping volunteer. Chaperone. Yeah, chaperone at their, you know, little elementary school event. Club night. Yeah. I was trying to say it without saying the school name. Um, 
And so I volunteered for, like, the auditorium where they had the DJ and all the dancing, because that's where Tyler insisted that's where he was going to be the whole time. And so he was, like, dancing, and then when a song came on that he didn't like, he'd come over and, like, talk to me. And one of the songs he didn't like was a Taylor Swift song, so I just started dancing. (laughs) He's like, Mama, (laughs) you're embarrassing me. And I constantly threaten him that if he gets me upset, I'm going to show up dancing at a school. I think we've shared those TikToks where there's the dad. dad Yeah, there's TikTok videos, a a whole, like, what's the word I'm looking for? Series of them. Yeah. Where a dad shows up at his daughter's and son's schools dressed in whatever, like, song he's going to be. So if it's a Michael Jackson song, Mm -hmm. he comes dressed as Michael Jackson and gets out of the car, and as they're coming to be picked up from the car, he's dancing over to them. (laughs) There's an outcast one that I saw. appropriate with the song. And everyone that's at the school is actually kind of cheering them on. So the kids do look a little embarrassed, but they're probably also a little proud that their dad's got the moves and that (laughs) he's becoming a TikTok legend. Oh, man, it's great. So... Marshall and Lily are now going back and forth on who would do better in an open marriage. I mean, it's always going to be Lily. Not if they went to a gay male bar. But Marshall's not gay, so no such luck. (laughs) So whoever can get five numbers first wins. No matter who wins, they're having sex in the bathroom. (laughs) I like Lily. Our usual wager. Barney goes up to Jerry, who's dancing, and wants to know if he really wants to be out here like this, which was kind of a way, strange way to ask that. Yeah, that is weird. Jerry says, oh, sorry, small-town preacher for the Midwest. Is there a law against dancing? Which is obviously <laughs> a reference to John Lithgow playing the preacher in... in uh, Footloose. Footloose. Another annual rewatch for me. <laughs> but, again, this one's a little too on the nose. I think maybe he could have just left it at, at, you know, is there a law against dancing? Nah, I like it. No, I think it's too much. It's too, it's it's a little too on the nose. Hmm. I mean, okay, you can like it, but I still think <laughs> it, it could have been shortened to not be so obvious. Well, because, I mean, at this point, that movie would have been, what, like 30 years old? It was around 84, I think. Yeah, this is 2011. So 40 so. years old? No, it's 2011. Oh, oh, I'm sorry, you're right. This is 13, this is what, 12 years ago, 13 years ago? <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay, sorry. <laughs> Jerry wants to take this party to the greatest party in the world, the streets of New York. And Jerry and Barney leave. After they leave, Robin's ready to break up. That <laughs> goes, okay, I would have stolen you a whole orchestra. What's the rush? <laughs> So Robin admits, you know, she has a crush on that guy that was talking to her earlier, and she wants, you know, to kind of set everything straight. Ted's surprised. He thinks the guy's a four and says that he himself is an eight and a half, but he agrees to go talk to this booger eater. <laughs> That's being real oh, oh, well, no, he wanted to know where he met, she met the booger eater. Um, Robin says the closeout sale at Dawes, Ted remembers that sale. And in his flashback, he's with her. And this is where he's... The origin story of the red cowboy boots. Yeah. <laughs> this is great. Like, I knew this was going to be in this episode, but... I, I didn't see it coming. Like, I haven't seen this episode in so long. Yeah, it, it sneaks like... up on you. You don't think you're going to ever see the origin <laughs> of, the, of the red cowboy boots. It was a pleasant surprise. Ted remembers, wait, hold on, we were dating again. In fact, they had great sex that night. And he goes back to remembering them at his apartment. 
and she's all turned on, and he thinks it's because of the boots. <laughs> right. But she asks him to take his shirt off. He gets it halfway off over his head. She makes him keep it there. And so in real time, Ted realizes, oh, you, you did that so you didn't have to see my face and you could picture him. <laughs> and Robin says, well, somebody had to. Which yeah, that, that doesn't. Well, she starts to say it, and then she has no finish for it. <laughs> okay. She just, she's like, well, somebody had to. Oh, okay. And then she trails off. Yeah. And yeah, Ted wants to confirm, right? It had nothing to do with the boots. <laughs> yeah. Well, the way he phrases it, are you absolutely sure it had nothing whatsoever to do with the boots? She says, yes. And he goes, you hear that, everyone? She said, yes, we're getting married. <laughs> and this is definitely to screw her up. Right. And you can see Nick, or, yeah, we don't know his name yet, but. Watching and looking disappointed. Robin's crush, yeah, sees what's going on. We cut to Jerry and, and Barney out on the street. They're drinking out of bottles that are covered with paper bags. We see Jerry almost get into a fight with a big tattooed biker. Um, he rips a parking meter out of the ground, and then they end up sitting at a curb after Jerry says he threw up on a police car. It took me a while, to, or actually like the second run through when you were watching it, to realize, oh, Barney puked mm-hmm. on the car, and he just sort of told Barney that was him, right. not Barney. I did like Jerry's, too bad your playwright friend isn't a lawyer. Yeah, I looked over at you when you said that. You didn't even smirk. I did. You missed it. So Barney's... Pontificating about how awesome tonight's been. And then Jerry fesses up. Oh, for, for Christ's sake. No, for corn's, corn's sake. sake. <laughs> Barney, I'm not drunk. And then he re- reveals all the little tricks he did, like yeah. dumping shots under the table before he pretended to take them. The biker was actually a mannequin. And Barney's extremely drunk behind him when he's mm-hmm. like trying to start a fight with the guy and doesn't realize what's happening. And then the whole thing with the parking meter and so on and so forth and... He points out to Barney once again what the magician's best friend is, a drunk audience. Right. And so Jerry's whole idea of this was like, I'm going to show you what Never Stop Partying really looks like, and then you'll start coming to this understanding yourself. Which he didn't. Yeah. And he doesn't, although he would like to, it sounds like, before the end of this episode. But (laughs) Barney is um, very pleased that he lied to him all night for his own selfish reasons. So... (laughs) But it wasn't as selfish, the reasons. It seemed like it was yeah, in Barney's the benefit opinion, of Barney. Was, I think it was yeah. kind of like bad writing there. No, I think in Barney's opinion. Okay. Barney points out that they're both magicians and assumes they can both get out a standard set of handcuffs, and they do when they run off. Yeah. We're back at Hopeless. Well, right before they do that, Jerry mentions that he's not probably not going to make it back in time for the fishing trip with JJ. Yeah. So we're back at Hopeless. Robin comes up to Ted and... Wants to remind him how he ended up buying those red cowboy boots. And Ted's, in the flashback, Ted's at the store making fun of the cowboy boots until a cute girl comes up that works there, I guess, and says, you would totally look hot in those. (laughs) And he's right in on them. All right. So as they're talking, we get Marshall approaching Robin (laughs) from behind, getting ready to hit on her, and as she turns around... You could just see, like, the discomfort in him, like, trying to hit on a random person. Yeah. Can I have you? Then he still asks for a phone <laughs> number. I guess it counts. <laughs> We're outside again with Barney and Jerry. <laughs> Barney thinks they need some place to hide. Jerry says, where? Barney says, no, Jerry, this is not time to go to another club. As in, right. the club's name where? 
he wants to get them back in time for the, the fishing trip. And it's so late that the only way they're able to get back is Jerry has some driving ed students in the city. And what? somehow they get someone to drive them back. What time is it? It's like there's no trains, but a driving student's going to be up and willing to drive you somewhere? Well, it's a very old lady. I think old people sometimes do get up at like four in the morning. I think that's just an old wives' tale. I don't think anybody does that. Is that a pun? <laughs> no. <laughs> yes, and she's the old wife, and she's driving them. <laughs> All right, we're back at the club after we see that Barty and Jerry are getting a ride back. And we find out that Liz, Lily won the race, her prize sex in the bathroom, and Marshall won that race. We're back in the streets of New York. Oh, and the gang is on their way back home. Um, they're sort of talking about the near mess with Nick, and Robin says, you know, it just wasn't meant to be. And then coming as they go inside on the same street, we see um, Nick coming back and talking on the phone about the girl he nearly reconnected with, but she's engaged to some guy that's a two. I like that. Yeah, it's a good turnaround. So I have questions about this, though, because I read in the trivia, so like that flashback would have been to season two. We're on season six, so presumably four years ago. Like The two of them have been crushing on each other for four years without seeing each other again. Yeah, I guess. Okay. It could happen. I I could... I mean, I could see someone that I had a crush on in college say, oh, my crush. You know what I mean? Right, but that's probably a person that you interacted with for more than a Not five minute. <laughs> okay. I could say my crush, even though I haven't seen them since college. Okay. Maybe my memory's just better. I, I think it's, it's a little bit of hyperbole to say the crush, they're the crush. Mm-hmm. It's just, I guess, kind of a shortcut to instead of saying, hey, there's this guy I met that I totally once thought was cute, and he's still cute, so it's my crush. Okay. We're in the car again. Barney wants to know how Jerry did it. How did he finally settle down? Barney's worried about it. Like, like that he's gone too far already, that he's broken, but Jerry said he was far more broken than Barney, and look what he did. Um, it, it's very challenging to settle down with someone and to change your life, but it, it starts with meeting the right girl. Barney alludes to maybe he already has. Mm-hmm. And then Jerry turns around and says, oh, and uh, thanks for taking such good care of this. And he pulls that button back mm-hmm. out of his ear and gives it to him. <laughs> Barney's or or just keeps like, it? I'm not sure. I think he takes it with him. and Yeah, and Barney's just like like a little kid, just like astonished. And so Barney decides he's going to go fishing with them. So the last scene is a cut to J.J., <laughs> Barney, and Jerry in a boat fishing very quietly. And Barney's in a suit. Yeah. Yeah, he could, I imagine he could have borrowed something from Jerry. And they're much different sizes, but yeah. it's not unlike Barney that he would be in a suit fishing. Right. Oh, no, it perfectly tracks. And we end with his last line of, this sucks. <laughs> All right, good episode. What was your favorite joke? The red cowboy boots resurgence. Okay. I liked... When they're going through the routine at the bar with all the Abbott and Costello stuff, when they all end with gay bar in unison as the wrap-up to it. My least favorite is, it just doesn't make sense that Barney was so drunk that he didn't realize that the The biker was a mannequin. (laughs) It's it's one of those things where the show takes liberties with people's drunkenness Mm -hmm. in a way that just wouldn't make any sense. 
Mine was at the very beginning when Jerry says that your mom thinks I'm a bad influence on you, and Barney responds with, that's, what's the word you taught me? Bull something? Like, too obvious. Don't like it. Oh, now things are too obvious. <laughs> that one, yes. The rest of them were fine. All right, we but, do... it, again, this was like a hard stretch to find something I yeah. didn't like. This is a good episode. Um, just a second, we will get to an email. Actually, we have two emails. One of them just popped up. This just in is what I was saying to Jen last night when we had our race. Oh, my God. <laughs> just kidding. All right. First from Albert Fox, our, the king of brevity. Albert says his, the worst joke is club lame, actually being pronounced lame. Oh, I like that. And best joke, Robin St. Ted should get off the field at the Superdome because he ain't no saint. Okay. I would switch those. <laughs> oh, I kind of like that. I thought, I thought the, <laughs> his worst joke was the much better of those two, and the other one I didn't care that much for. I thought it was cute. All right. And then Lee Beasley. Lee Baisley. Hey, guys. I just listened to your episode covering the exploding meatball sub. Great stuff. Was so glad when I saw the new episode finally dropped. We're trying our best, Lee. Now that I'm all caught up with you, it's almost torture. To wait so long for each next episode, (laughs) laugh out loud. I was so used to listening to three to four episodes each week, so it's a bit of an adjustment. Now I'm spending a lot more time listening to rewatch podcasts on Friends and Seinfeld, which are decent, but not nearly as good as you guys are. Keep up the good work. Aww. Aww, Thanks. And ends with an all, too. (laughs) I just watched Hopeless, and while it wasn't the greatest episode, I did really enjoy what John Lithgow brought to it. The magician stuff, making Barney believe he was doing all the drunk and stupid stuff was great, especially when they revealed it all to be a show, and we saw Silver Jerry coming up with these ideas on the fly. I love that they made Barney's father a boring suburban driving instructor. It's the perfect contrast to Barney's lifestyle. My favorite joke was when they were all going around talking about the clubs with the odd names, and Jerry lumps in with the classic Abbott and Costello bit when he says, I don't know, third base. At least favorite... Least favorite joke was when Lily and Marshall announced that they had sex in the bathroom and Marshall brags about winning that race. Well, then I guess oh, you're not going to like opening. the opening. <laughs> That's what a gentleman no! said to me last night. Stop it. <laughs> I'm kind of tired of Lily and Marshall. Their stuff is more annoying than funny. The only thing I like about them are the blind high fives they occasionally <laughs> give each other. I love Allison Hannigan, but I was never too crazy about a portrayal of Lily. Something just always seemed off. Anyway, as with sex, golf, and pizza, even when it's bad, it's still pretty good. Same with How I Met Your Mother. I'll take a bad episode of Hemium over a good episode of most other shows any day of the week. Here's my order of favorite characters from worst to best. Worst being number five, Lily. Number four, Ted. Number three, Marshall. Number two, Robin. With two Canadian flags. I see three. Oh, three. Okay. And number one, bar, wait for it, knee. Barney. Thanks, Runkles. Hope you're doing. Hope you're doing well. Can't wait for the next episode. Lee from Sarnia, Ontario, Canada. Hence the Canadian flags. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you for your email. That was very, very good, nice. Yeah. Yay! A plus for me. <laughs> All right. What is next week's episode? So next week is the perfect cocktail. When Marshall switches sides on the Arcadian dispute, his friendship with Barney is comprised is compromised, and gang is banned from the bar. Meanwhile, Ted finally finds the courage to confront Joey, to confront Zoe about the same topic. So I hate this episode. I don't remember this episode. 
like to try and get Marshall and Barney to make up, they keep giving them different drinks. Oh, because and then it keeps getting the wrong reactions out of them because certain drinks. liquors have different impacts on. Yeah, I just people. didn't. I remember okay. just not liking that episode. But tune in <laughs> to hear me be extremely acerbic about this next episode. I don't remember it, so be <laughs> like watching it anew. All right, folks. Thanks for taking this journey with us, and we and will be patience. back. Uh, hopefully, not too. F- too far out from now. Alright, thank you everybody. That's what Jen said to me after. Stop it! <laughs> <laughs>